0: that it's it's so good to be talking to you i I, i've looked up to you as one of you know the premier bodybuilders who are doing it in what i believe to be the the right way you know this this revival of holistic bodybuilding which was prevalent in some of the golden era obviously not everyone back then but uh really understanding the kind of building blocks of nutrition natural living and you know just the methodology and, and training systems behind it where it's it seems way less manufactured and it's less um, it, 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 it's just more enjoyable and, and I think more pleasing to the eye in the physiques that it creates because it's not the hyper manufactured hyper process you know BCAA fucking uh, bodybuilding competitions uh, that we see uh, on, on most of social media at least today uh, so I just wanna thank you for joining me uh, here to talk and you've been a massive inspiration for me in terms of your physique and uh, I know many thousands of people around the world.
1: Thanks, man. I actually really
0: appreciate that
1: and the kind words, like you can't see me, but um, I was grinning ear to ear throughout that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's that and, and yeah, it's uh, it's very nice to hear. Like it's it's nice to be appreciated for something I think that's, you know, in my opinion, it's very simplistic. It's it's very yeah. sort of like a, a primitive approach, you know, as yeah. far as what it is guys are doing today to achieve like subpar physique, it, to achieve <laughs> physique. You know, it's, it's true though. It's like yeah, to achieve that their their idea of what they want, you know, they might point it out or I might have a conversation with someone at the gym and ask what, what it is they want to say, oh, I just want to put on a little bit of muscle. And it's within months that I'm having the um having a similar conversation with them but now they've they've bought every supplement under the sun they started yeah. taking steroids that the the things that they should have been focusing on say yeah like training and diet they've completely neglected yeah well it's but it, go on go on sorry, sorry. i was going to say um in their defense though i think in everyone's defense it's the the industry is flooded uh with information or i should say misinformation and it's it's very confused like i remember when i was young thankfully when i started like the internet even then the internet wasn't a massive thing there was like one gym in my area and uh things were like very different like you know you still you still bought um you know fitness magazines to get your information from and even those were full of shit. but you you (laughs) were less you, you didn't you weren't in tune with uh the opinions of every man and his dog you know at that time so you sort of just went about it yourself and you learned your body and discovered what worked best for you yeah um now it's it's i imagine it to be
0: extremely confusing for a lot of people yeah so it's it's really the result of the culture is what produces the type of people uh right so the culture at the moment is uh get as big as possible, as quickly as possible. And there's no real focus on um, what it actually takes to get there. And the focus is on the steps of the equation that will lead people to buy things um, because that's what's profitable. That's what people post content about uh, so they can make a living, whatever it is what it is. That's, that's just the nature of these businesses. But yeah, the, the natural kind of first steps that will give you the most bang for your buck, probably the entire way of your weightlifting journey, are free for the most part. Uh, You know, obviously you have to buy food and things like that, but the simple essential steps of lifting heavy, lifting hard, intensely, switching it up, different exercises, sleeping well, and eating whole foods uh, that you make yourself as high quality as possible. That's for the most part, you know, you have those building blocks in place, you're gonna put on muscle, uh, right? Those are the fundamentals. Absolute yeah. fundamentals. It's, yeah. it's mind-boggling to me that
1: uh, people would rather resort to. But it, it is like you said, you know, it's it is marketing, and it, it's obviously doing a good job. You know, they'd rather resort to um, supplements or steroids, you know, to or or you know, gimmick esque workouts to yeah. achieve. It's like it's like uh, you know, I was having a conversation with with my mate Brock other day in the gym and it's like people want to do as little as possible but feel like they're doing the most does that make sense like yeah yeah yeah. i've bought you know it's it's all the gear and no idea type mentality like they've bought all the the supplements possible yeah um they've watched some you know obscure or listen to some guy like sort of uh promoting some obscure exercises but the exercise itself isn't strenuous it's it's that kind of it's like you know, you don't it's kinda of like you don't need to put in hard work. Like here's a here's the the shortcut, here's the easy yeah. way around that. Yeah. And then the guys that are applying those principles don't seem to get that after years of doing that, mm. they've made no progress.
0: <laughs> yeah, you it's know? it's it is tricky. Like I think it's almost a learning process that you have to go through and I'm sure even you know, we have this internet culture right now, which is full of a lot of BS. But as you said, the muscle magazines, uh, the stuff that was coming out of uh, the fitness trainers that they could just print in the in the magazines, like that wasn't necessarily uh, the fundamentals either. But no, I, th- I think just because there was maybe less amount of time that has was enabled products to just be made, that there was just less BS out there. So you have, uh, obviously, there are staple supplements that I believe are helpful. And there are some supplements, uh, which I think are the most helpful because they address a nutritional deficiency, which you can get from food, but sometimes uh, to get an extra boost, boost especially things like magnesium, uh, that is just simply devoid of our soil quality uh, at the moment due to our you know repetitive farming practices. Yes, mm-hmm. it makes sense to supplement those things, but the things that you buy that are like, so shred 3000 and fucking <laughs> test booster left and right like mm, maybe they have some l- limited amount you know if they have a, a very high potency or high quality herb within it but at the same time you're paying for a lot of filler shit. you're paying for you know especially pre-workouts i i've had a lot of pre-workouts at the, the time in this you know, this journey of trying everything and it's fun to get uh, a caffeine boost. Like, yeah, you, you're going to have a, a better workout sometimes, uh, especially if you are in a training and lifting in the morning or after work or whatever. But once you understand that, you know, I haven't taken a pre-workout powder, like a packaged one in, in years now, and I'm sure you're the same. So there's there are supplements and compounds that when you get Their isolated high quality form that you you know mix yourself and you you apply to the right circumstances or address specific nutritional imbalances or lacks that you have in your diet yes that's 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 good but you cannot use supplements or these you know primarily marketed towards bodybuilders for the most part uh things if you're not sleeping correctly and that's you know you can't cover up these basic fundamentals with these external supplements
1: yeah i tend to agree uh with what you said about those specific sort of um singular or like single ingredient supplements say like magnesium or um what's another good one i don't know even like uh what am i thinking of um i'm having a a mental blank uh like creatine or something like that right yep yep um i tend to agree like you know the and 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 that's the one thing, like lately, it's probably the most common question I still get in my DMs is, you know, what supplements do I take? More often than not, I just say none, you know, because that's the yep. truth. But, you know, um, probably in the last few months, I have started taking creatine, but I did like have to shop around to find something I thought was particularly trustworthy. And I think yep. the biggest issue with the supplement industry, I mean, especially in America, is like uh, the majority of it. Not that I don't even think FDA approval means much, you know, but it doesn't have to be FDA approved. And you can, you can put things on the um, shelves and sell it. And and what's on the label. I mean, you can, obviously you can uh, legally and just in general, you can get in a lot of trouble for it, but you can put something on the shelf and the label doesn't have to reflect what's inside. Yeah. So you can't, like there, there are instances where you can be buying anything. And I think the worst Um, it's really, it's really protein powder. In my opinion, it's got to be the worst supplement. It it shocks me that it shocks me that, you know, how much protein powder, a lot of people I know personally consume, even after I've had these conversations with them about it. They they say, what, what protein do you get? I don't like, that's the last thing I think you need. You know, when you're talking about these, um, these singular ingredient, um, or like nutrient deficiencies, the singular um, ingredients, supplements um, that I agree with. But when it comes to, you know, protein powder taken, you know, two, three times a day, uh, that's a, I think, big part or or, or a big factor in that equation of why, you know, people aren't gaining muscle. It's kind of like like I've said, I'll just give you an example of a conversation I had with someone in the gym when they asked me what protein Powder i was taking i said i don't take protein powder well how do you get in you know the amount of protein you need per day and then i sort of <laughs> just laid it out briefly like you know the, the meals i was eating i said it's more like what i'm eating is more than enough and, and i said you know if you i think uh, everyone should be concerned with the protein that they're taking in from supplements so i said just switch to like whole eggs or egg whites in your shape yeah. unless you've yeah. got an allergy yeah and so um you know, this guy didn't take that advice at all. And he's and he's having, you know, like, say, two protein shakes a day. Yeah. And I said, what, you know, in your mind, he's like, yeah, but it's just an easy way to get protein in. It's 30, 30, 40 grams. I said, no, no, you think it's 30, 40 grams. Yeah. Said, How did you, yeah. you know? Yeah. You got no idea it's 30, 40 grams. Yeah. No idea. It could be flavored calcium powder for you. Yeah. You know, but, you, but the people just put too much trust in that. And, and it's, I could be wrong, but I have never, in, in all the, the videos I've tried finding on how protein powder is made by yeah. specific um, companies, like, I can't find anything, you know, and so that's, that protein powder is probably my biggest concern for consumers, you know, like I would say with, you know, the utmost confidence uh, that they're probably not getting what they think they're getting, and if even if there is that amount of protein in it, I can't imagine it being nearly.
0: Uh, I can't imagine it being absorbed nearly as well as something like eggs, you know, or egg whites. A hundred percent, and it, it comes with a lot a lot, a lot, a lot of asterisks. Almost, you know, yes, yeah. there are probably some protein powders which are, if they are just essentially dried milk powder, then mm. you add to water. Yeah, you, you're going to get some protein from that, but. On the other side, you just find a a high-quality raw milk. That's going to be infinitely better because it's in its unprocessed form. It has a lot of other vitamins and minerals within it and enzymes and all Mm -hmm. the rest of it. Rather than adding this highly processed, um, extracted form of powder that's been sitting on a shelf, maybe in a warehouse for months as well. So you don't know yeah. whether it's degraded or not. They've added preservatives so that it doesn't go off. They've added artificial flavorings and colorings. So there's like, oh yeah, it's fucking chocolate fruity boost tropical flavor. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like what, okay, what, 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 are you, what are you actually eating there? You know? Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, protein powder is one, it's a waste of money. Like just to like go, as you said, buy more eggs, buy a few more steaks. Like you don't necessarily need um 30 grams, like a scoop three times a day, you think you're getting a hundred grams of protein. You're not like, whether or not like one, you're absorbing this this fake artificial powder. Um, it doesn't have all the coenzymes and everything that's found in natural food to help you digest it and absorb it. And even even real foods, a lot of people aren't absorbing that because <clears throat> they're not chewing enough. And this is like digestion starts in the mouth, right? If you aren't chewing uh, your food until it's primarily a liquid and allowing the saliva to mix throughout it, then you are swallowing. Maybe it's like, uh, and I've done this in the past, you know, like chewing steak. You have this big chunk of steak, you're not chewing it properly, and then you swallow it. You think that everything going into your stomach is being 100% absorbed? That's not how it works. If it's it's not been chewed properly, your saliva hasn't been mixed, then it's not gonna absorb uh, at all and the same goes with protein shakes let's let's assume that hundred percent of the protein you're putting into these shakes is being absorbed if you're just chugging that down you're not mixing saliva throughout then it's it's not going to be absorbed either so that's like another thing that uh, I, I say to people is like you really need to be intentional with your eating sit down don't watch anything at the same time and literally think about um, what you're doing thinking about what you're eating and mix the saliva throughout like um, there's some qigong masters who believe that even with water you should be moving a jaw up and down with each sip of water in order to mix saliva and mix the qi energy within it and then drink it because um, you know slamming a a liter of ice cold water straight up is quite uh, shocking to the system because if you think about it um, in the you know caveman era we wouldn't have found a a water fountain with ice cold water uh, in a water bottle where we pound the whole thing straight up. It'd be like a river, we have a few sips, we have to sit down and like, we can't just funnel the whole thing into our body. So this this, this side of holistic uh, living where your body, when is the most muscle built in your body? It's when your body has the most nutrition available to it, the most energy and the least stress. And that comes from living in a holistic way Um, that you can't really force if you're like, just, you know, blank mind pounding these huge shakes, uh, even smashing down food four or five times a day, you're not chewing properly, Uh, it's full of fake stuff. So if you actually want to put the most muscle on, then you have to look at the body as a system and how do you live in your healthiest way uh, to, make your body function and have the most energy available to put on the muscle and that comes from being intentional about your eating um sleeping properly uh and you know training in the way and recovering in the right ways yeah 100 and
1: i tend to agree with that too especially about chewing i mean you look at the the change in bioavailability in food um depending on uh, like mastication alone, you know, whether you're tr- chewing your food enough or not, um, like how you're how you're preparing the food, how you're cooking your food. Yeah, uh, that's why I've always, if I do have uh, raw whole eggs, I blend them with fruit, um, and yeah, I do tend to drink that very slowly. Yeah, and I think what you were saying too all falls under this umbrella of stress, um, stress on the on the body, you know, physically uh physiologically psychologically emotionally it's this sort of go 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 mentality smash everything down yeah uh it's it's a high it's a high stress environment almost 24 7 on your body and yeah i think that's why there's a significant difference too in the 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 uh how should i say just uh, the look of the physiques from say the 50s yep. 60s and 70s compared to today mm-hmm. it looks it it's almost like the the top bodybuilder the top pro bodybuilders to me is kind of like um, a visual representation of stress you know stress yeah, in yeah, all yeah. its own, while while trying to pursue uh, a really arduous uh, goal you know that's that's how it looks to me and like they've achieved it say the muscularity but it's like something looks off yeah you know and the culmination. Of all these things, supplementation, steroids, um, like you said, like lack of mastication, uh, probably t- horrible digestion because of all these things, and and all those things fall under stress and like stress on the body and and the, the cortisol that must be running through their yeah their bodies must have a physiological and and physical effect on the on the body and physique and create a look that regardless of sort of how hard you you try you know even guys that do take very minimal steroids say and minimal supplements and and all the rest of it there's still something off about their physiques as someone competing in like say classic physique than the guys from the 50 '60s, 70s
0: yeah it the the cortisol one is is huge and <clears throat> a lot of people will you know the the mentality is if they're the harder they train, uh, the better they'll look. And on some levels, that's true in terms of the intensity that you need to bring when you're working out uh, it is going to deliver a high level of muscularity and lower body fat. Uh, if you're training sessions, you're actually giving 110% uh, every time. But if that's not coupled with appropriate recovery and appropriate um, lack of stress the rest of the time, like the, the golden age bodybuilders, they were absolutely smashing it in the gym you know that you've seen training documentary footage of these guys but mm-hmm. what were they doing outside of the gym the rest of the time they were chilling on the beach <laughs> they were laying outside in the sun you know they were uh, eating steaks um you know two or three times a day and generally it was just a, a very laid-back lifestyle and obviously that's that's their living they they had the time to do that and a lot of people don't uh, if they're working full-time but you have to consider if you are going into the gym, <clears throat> you're having your Bang pre-workout drink. Um, <laughs> quarter, quarter, <laughs> I'll give you a start on those. But um, you are, you, you know, you're having some pre-workout. Even if it's coffee, uh, black coffee is an, another mistake that a lot of people uh, make that you know spikes cortisol a lot. Uh, you're training intensely. Your, you know, your breathing is off. That's another huge one. You know, the breath is the center of life. If you're breathing through the mouth because you just, you know, you've never had that uh, knowledge in terms of how breathing is meant to happen. You know, for everyone listening, try and breathe through your nose only all the time. That's even when it's like, yes, after a massive set of squats, you're probably gonna be panting a little bit, but as much as possible through your training, only breathe through the nose because the mouth is for eating and the nose is for breathing it's going to mitigate a lot of the cortisol response <clears throat> because and i mentioned this before if you are a you know physiologically if you're a caveman running away from a saber-toothed tiger you just want to get out of there as quickly as possible you're going to get more air in through the mouth which is going to enable you to kind of in the short term move quicker and get more oxygen and you know breathe a bit heavier but your body naturally is, is not going to want to exist in that state. Like short bursts, sure. But for the most part, if you're breathing through your mouth like all day, even I've trained people where they are, you know, they're trading at their computer uh, on the stock market and mm. they're, they're not cognizant of their breathing. So they will have like breathe through their mouth when they're trading. By the end of an hour and a half of kind of watching these charts and mouth breathing, they causes all through the roof as well. And this one guy said, okay, tape your mouth while you're trading. So that gives just like, you you can't breathe through your mouth while your mouth is taped. It's as simple as that. Um, I recommend it for sleep as well. Uh, But he found that his decision-making during trading while breathing through the nose was infinitely better because he doesn't have that cortisol stress response that is going to spike his heart rate and kind of put you in this sympathetic nervous state, which is reaction, it's survival. Uh, And for the most part, you you can't think as straight while you're doing that. So breathing is one thing that, you know, if that's a chronic state of mouth breathing in most of your waking hours, then you're not gonna be able to get out of that hyper stimulated nervous system, which you might from the the time you wake up and slam your coffee uh, to the end of the day really if you're mouth breathing the whole time you've never really existed in a state where you're just chill so you're not going to be able to optimally digest for the one thing another kind of breathing technique that i recommend people have is it goes back to intentional eating before every time you eat before you put anything in your mouth just sit down and do 10 really deep long breaths in through the nose out through the nose and just kind of settle into a state where your body is relaxed and your body is not in a fight or flight state because if you are in that you know hyper aroused state, you, your body thinks you're ready for battle. It's not going to, it's gonna be pushing blood externally. It's not gonna be putting blood to the digestive system uh, because you know it's not really important if you're in a, a fight or flight scenario to be digesting food. You want blood in the muscles, ready to go. And that's where the kind of, you know, butterfly situation happens is because <clears throat> your body is, is just ready to go and it's it's not really dedicating its time to these recovery practices. So breathing is another one that's kind of fundamental that, you know, you, you don't really hear anyone talking about that in the bodybuilding space, but it is absolutely paramount. And I'm wondering if you, you know, have really kind of looked into that or whether you just naturally have, have nasal breathed in your training as well. It's funny you say that
1: actually. Um, I know very little I would say I know nothing on the subject of breathing you know nasal breathing or what's, yep. what you know what what passage so to speak is optimal for breathing um but it's funny you say that because I can't help it sort of like um I say this with some you know some sort of sarcasm but I can't help but sort of look down on mouth breathers yeah exactly something, something about it really turns me off so i've yeah. always consciously breathe through my nose as as much as possible and if i catch myself breathing through my mouth I quickly yeah. shut it and, and yeah. focus on breathing my nose yeah um but yeah so so it's also interesting that that is the case that yes i i do breathe through my nose even while training like it's it's not very often i mean i make it very little noise in the gym so it's yeah. not like you're ever going to catch me having to some release some you know strenuous grunt or anything i don't live very heavy so it's it's not like i ever feel like i need to be yeah. breathing through my mouth maybe yeah. sometimes if i cardio, but that's a bit of from you know a bit blocked up in the head but yeah yeah it's not very often at all
0: so that's that's interesting so you have you ever lifted heavy, or is when you're saying lifting heavy, you're you're still lifting strenuously, but not in those lower rep ranges, right? Yeah, my my um
1: my what's the word? My philosophy, I suppose, when it comes to weight training, is is trying to get the most out of the least amount of weight. You Frank know? Zane, so, right? Yeah, well, I think Frank Zane said, I'm probably quoting him quoting from Zane when I say this, um, the muscle doesn't know numbers. Yep. You know, so so maybe he did say that, get the most out of the least. Amount. I don't know, I thought he, I coined
0: from He He quoted, um, he had a saying, y- you wanna make um, the lightest weight feel as heavy as possible through your training. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, my quote's much, much cooler. So <laughs> it's, um, it's, so
1: again, for all those listening, it's uh, getting the most out of the least amount of weight. So there you yeah. go. Um, Frank Zane, eat your heart out. Yeah. I, <laughs> so, I, how do you um, do that? It's it, you know, like it's it's easy to it's easy to to apply to someone you might be watching training. So, if you see someone say squatting or doing a bench press, whatever it might be, there's so many things. There's there's stones left unturned. There, there's more they could do to um, you know maximize intensity with less weight. But yep. people are. And i get it like a part of me gets it i i never did it i never like thought oh i want to try and lift more on this bubble like i was just never like that i never came into the gym like yeah you know the bunch of mates trying to lift heavy and stuff that just seems to be very common practice now but yeah uh, it's it's easy to spot but it's it's um probably something i'll make a youtube video on it or something you know about um you know it's just sort of a tips and tricks things on on how to do that like and use Different exercises as examples, but I mean a squat is is a very good example of how I would say the majority of people, at least the majority of people I see, could be getting so much more out of less weight. Yeah. And totally preventing injury, which mm-hmm. is again common practice. Most guys I've talked to that do squat really heavy. Um, well it's not that they're like look, it's not that I don't want to say squatting really heavy, it's just um, they're squatting too much for you know what they're truly capable of you know they're not capable of squatting them out they think that they're capable of and yeah. it's easy to spot because they're only going they're not even their their um thighs aren't even you know parallel to the ground yeah it's very it's almost like half the time what i'm what a what it looks like i'm watching is like a good morning you know like a, a yeah good yeah, morning, yeah. Like with the barn back and you're bending forward and coming back up yeah. it almost looks like that it looks incredibly painful yeah yeah um and there's very little you know uh leg engagement at all you know it's mm. supposed to be you know you watch uh, you watch tom Platt squat, and you know that he can push the weight he's he's lifting and it is very heavy it's very heavy to a lot of people but he's and he's doing it at, at a high rep range so and you know, i mean his thighs speak for themselves yeah you're looking at someone that's put themselves through it they've done you know whether it be 20 kilos a side or 45 pounds a side if you're listening from america or anywhere else you know it's um you start there and you you work your way up but if you if it's if it's for you just about um you know wanting to lift heavy and heavy have it just ask yourself why and what is the goal like if the goal is just which is 99% of it i just want to look a bit better then you don't need to be doing that like, yep. there's no reason like and, and like i know this sounds a bit um you know i don't know conceited or whatever it might be but it's not like you're going to go to the beach or you're not going to go anywhere where you can showcase your physique um look terrible and yell at yeah but i can i can bench you know pounds <laughs> like no one gives a shit at the end of the day because there's always someone stronger than you yeah and yes there's always someone with a better physique than you but if your goal is just to look a bit better mm. definitely consider, you know, dropping the weight, going, it's, it's full range of motion is really what I'm talking about. All yeah. the way down on a squat, like take, if you're doing bench press, take the bar to your chest. The only time you see um, pec tears is because guys have become, become so accustomed to only moving the bar through like, you know, this partial rep movement and they yeah. don't come all the way down to the chest. So then when they go a little bit heavier, and go, yeah, I want to try and push for a little bit more. And they accidentally take the bar through a slightly deeper range of motion mm. the muscle is not used to that it's never yeah it's, it's never been put under that stress at that um sort of a level of extension and it'll just snap that's it yeah. you know it's game over yeah so full range of motion obviously is like priority um and and uh what was the other thing i was going to mention uh, it might come back to me but um yeah lessening the weight like I would still say the majority of people need to need to do that if they wanna maximize um, muscle growth.
0: Yeah, so it's, again, what are your goals? There are some people that are doing powerlifting competitions and I don't yeah. at all want to denigrate, um, you know, the capacity for people to become good at moving the bar in this certain path that will give them the highest number that they can. Uh, that's yeah. that's the goal of some people, right? That's that's a sport uh, to some to some degree, but as you're saying, for most of us, myself included, uh, I more so my goal was to uh, primarily craft and sculpt my physique and use my physique as an expression of art in a way and kind of slowly build up this uh, proportions and obviously be healthy and. You know strong and 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 kind of prepared for the rest of my life in terms of like the quality of life i want to to live like you want to be strong your bones want to be strong and, and live into old age that that was primarily my uh my goals with the gym and, and still is um but you, you don't need to be pushing yourself to uh the nth degree with these two rep maxes three rep maxes because you one it's it's primarily egoic like you can lift in a way where yeah it it doesn't look as cool but you can curl 20 pounds you know 10 kilos uh with the biceps where you are you're you're not moving any part of the body apart from the bicep and yes you're bracing the arm and you know your core is engaging but you can curl 10 pounds and i'm sure you do the same with your arms where like what do you want to do you want to stress the muscle you want the bicep to be under the maximal load as possible if you're um, using heavier and heavier weights you're at some level you have to compensate to the degree because you if you've never done the 10 pounds curls and then you kind of move to 20, yeah i'm lifting these bigger weights but you've never gone through the range of motion and really actually strengthened the bicep itself primarily then you're gonna bring in the delts. You're gonna bring in the rear delts and like kind of swing a little bit like, okay, so what's what's the aim of the exercise? It's a bicep curl and you're strengthening other areas of the body. And then it's like, oh, my arms aren't growing. It's like, yeah, because you are not lifting yeah. in a way where you are stressing the muscle that you wanna stress. You're not actually doing the exercise. And I think that that's where, and you know, I'm have gone through it um when i i cringe um thinking back on kind of how i used to train as a a teenager because um loading three plates on the bar when i had no business even squatting one plate um you know properly (laughs) and like you said it's almost like a good morning it's like yeah okay cool you you go down a few inches and then back up but you know what's the goal here the goal is to put on muscle yeah. then you need to focus on time under tension and it doesn't look as cool but across a period of you know you, you've been training you know close to two decades i would say right
1: no i've only been training about
0: 12 years 12 years cool so it, yeah. it's a long period right so you've been in the game it's is a long period yeah that's <laughs>
1: consistent you know
0: consistent hard training um, yeah. which is the main thing and consistency is the main thing uh so when you are pushing yourself to these very, very high, heavy reps, you are increasing the likelihood of injury. And if injury keeps you out of the game for three months, yeah, that's three months that you, if you had just lowered the weight and trained in a, in a better way, then that's three months of progress and consistency that you're now going without. So I really don't recommend people uh, push themselves to that high level unless you are, you know, powerlifting or whatever. and Even then, I would say, okay, do we want to, you know, is this going to be a a career kind of thing? Or are we just kind of egoically lifting and risking the harm to our body to do so?
1: Yeah, that's right. And uh, I I, I really, I know we've said it now like a hundred times, but for anyone listening, I want to stress it. You know what is your goal and and that's why i brought this up because the majority of people i talk to in the gym the majority of people i know uh their goal is to just look a little bit better but i still see them come in and they just can't help themselves they want to do a one rep max on the on the bench but and they ask there's a, these are young guys too you know and they ask me oh what's your one rep max on benches I, I have no idea i don't i don't care like yeah. and this is i'm i'm taking another quote from someone I don't know who said this but um I read it at some point and I liked it it's uh it said you know I'm a bodybuilder not a weight lifter I'm not I'm not fixated on the weight I'm lifting I have an end goal in mind I want to look like this by this time say um and what do I need to do to get there so that's probably what's going through a lot of guys minds. Like they're just a lot of guys come into the gym they just lift weight and they don't have an end goal in mind that's probably the the, um, the you know general consensus of, of gym goers, it's like they're not thinking that far ahead, maybe. But that's why I really want to stress it. You know, what is your goal? And then, like you said, is it worth? You know, whether you be in front of your friends, um, whether you you find it, you know, genuinely enjoyable to lift heavy. Whatever the reason is, it is still worth considering. Uh, what the goal is and then asking yourself like is it worth potentially hurting myself mm. for one rep when it has when it doesn't align whatsoever with my goal you know is it worth that and and for me it never was so it was like all right I don't care how I look I don't care if I'm lifting you know the smallest weights uh, on the wrap I don't care if I'm only putting a, I put a 20 kilo plate aside on on squats and and, um, you know, not to sound conceited, but I think I've got a lot more out of that than, I, than the guys that have been putting four plates aside on, you know, and yep. they, it's almost like you can't fathom that that's what I've been doing. They're like, no, nah. like, what else do you do, though? Yep. It's like, dude, that's it. It's just that I'm getting <laughs> way more out of it. Like, yeah, it's, um, it's so hard to get that through to people. So that's why I said, you know, to, for everyone listening stress that before every session what the goal is and that's yeah like you said if it's if you want to get into weight lifting professionally if you want to become a power lifter or a weight weightlifter, by all means go ahead you know you know the risks you're running yeah um but i'm i wouldn't you know tell anyone not to do that but for the guys that just want to improve their physiques quit the one rep two rep three rep maxes quit fixating on you know, what weight you're lifting and how you're going to look in front of your friends or everyone else at the gym, you know, focus on the task at hand, focus on the goal and that you're going to achieve the physique you want if you're patient and persistent. And it's like you said before, consistency, you know, being consistent and the last, I've never had an injury in the gym ever, no injury ever really? in the gym, never, nothing, not a niggle, nothing. The only time I got a little niggles like playing tennis, you know, it was never <laughs> in the gym. Yeah. That's great. Uh, So, yeah, it's it's totally worth avoiding. Don't don't run the risk just to, I don't know, what what do you want to do with that? What do you want to do with like, oh, I lifted this man. Who gives a shit, man? Like,
0: just focus (laughs) on the goal. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you got to take ego out of it. Um, the one thing that comes to mind is like the the stress factor and you know training in that way as well. You're gonna be in a higher cortisol response uh, all the time and like you, you look at an animal in a zoo they're in a, a high stress environment relatively they don't have much space um they're gonna start losing their hair they're they're not gonna look like a beacon of vitality they're not gonna look like the wild tiger uh, you know mm. and it's a similar kind of thing when you are uh lifting in this way and living in this way that is antithetical to how our bodies are meant to kind of be. And and this is where the side of like, how, how do I get more vascular? Uh, uh, how much time are you spending outside in the sun? Um, oh, well, you know, I'm training in the gym, which is under fake artificial light. And then I go to my office, it's under fake artificial light. And I'm actually not getting outside at all. And so if you are actually dedicated to building muscle, that's you, you say you want a, a better physique, then you need to treat, um, outside of the gym, almost like, yes, the gym is the, uh, the intense stimulus needed to, to have the muscle um, do what it does and repair and grow. But there's so much outside of the gym, holistically that you need to take care of. And I, I know you're a big proponent of sun exposure as well, um, mm. because that's gonna massively increase the blood flow, vascularity, your sleep quality, your recovery, uh, your testosterone in general, your hormone balance, uh, lack of cortisol, uh, and all the rest of it. So, what what are you doing outside of the gym to fully kind of support what you do inside the gym? Uh, definitely,
1: sun exposure is a massive one for me. I love I love the sun. I love talking about the sun. I love like projecting all my uh, opinions of the sun on other people. <laughs> me too. I hear it on, <laughs> yeah. I just love it, man. Like, there's something about, and I just like like back to you know living in this current climate of being fearful of everything you know and, and everything's causing cancer and whatever it might be and i know this is purely anecdotal but i just find it hilarious and like not in <laughs> i'll say this and you'll be like how is that funny but um it's it's funny to the to me that say uh, like take my parents for example my my dad was you know um or like was a, uh, you know um how would you say you know not scared of the sun but he stayed protected yeah. didn't never didn't really go outdoors that much, was a bit of like a sort of rock head, just wanted to stay stay in and, um, you know, probably a bit of a night owl, that type of thing. Yeah. a busy Boys type of guy. Um, whereas my mom like baked herself in the sun absolutely every single day. Mm. Um, and has really like beautiful skin. She's in her she's in like late sixties, has very, even now, beautiful skin, doesn't wear makeup or which she does very little. Yeah. Um, my dad developed, like I said, it's purely anecdotal, but I just, uh, my dad developed skin cancer and my mom didn't. And then, yeah. you know, he said, Oh, well, that's just, you know, this and that. But it's like, people don't get that it's not necessarily or it's not even that it is the sun causing skin cancer. People think it's just the sun. All right, yeah. the sun, that's the only thing that can give a skin cancer. I'm like, think about the shit you put on your body every day, including the sunscreen. Yeah. That to me is like, it blows my mind that people, said, yeah, but the science, dude. They're selling you a zero product. science. Yeah, they're like what? What is the science and this stuff? And then if I, it's funny that I've shared um, particular videos, like, it, and it's a, it's whatever a scientist talking about the topic, saying, no, you know, uh, in a nutshell, sunscreen is bad, sun is good, mm. and they totally deny it. They're like, yeah, oh, that's one guy. Yeah, I'm like, it's the the um sun. It's funny that especially here in Australia, the the sun or the the skin cancer industry is like a multi-million Burning. billion dollar industry it's like they're making they're profiting massively off this. if they if anyone genuinely gave a shit you'd be able to you'd be able to get all this uh, stuff that apparently we need because skin cancer is such a problematic thing in australia you'd be able to get it for free but that's not the case yeah and, uh you know it's not government funded and so yeah. Yeah. so um back to you know sun exposure um without you know getting into the science of it it is um it it's it's not just you know crucial in in um being able to uh live as what's the word live as um you know healthy as possible Mm. um but it's yeah it's very important when it comes to bodybuilding, um, because it does have impact on, on your physique, uh, on, on you physiologically, um, you know, and your, your, and healthy hormone production, uh, and also the, the physical aspect of it, like looking healthy, you know, that contributes to, um, good, you know, good, good looking skin and hair. And, mm. um, again, it's, it's. People would rather believe in a product being able to provide them that particular look that they're after like oh my skin's bad i'm gonna take i'm i'm, I'm taking this product i'm taking this new yeah, product yeah have you tried sitting in the sun for five to ten minutes a day <laughs> no no good skin cancer yeah. all right dude yeah put, so put it, that put that concoction of chemicals on your face that should fix it
0: yeah yeah it's it's several things for that right so it's one, they're spraying aluminium deodorant. Uh, aluminium being one of the highest risk factors for things like Alzheimer's and cancer. They're spraying that underneath their skin. They're, they're using these lotions, which are highly processed and highly chemical. They're using a body soap and like a bright blue, you know, fucking Lynx body wash, which smells like God knows what uh, all over their body every single day, <laughs> twice a day. so got to get clean, got to wash all that stuff off. And, and your skin's just kind of like, oh my god what is this chemical bath you're putting me through every day and then uh, you strip your skin of your natural protective oils and then if you ever go outside it's boom layers of sunscreen which literally um, you know most of the big brands have to uh, recall because they're now finding like literal carcinogenic chemicals in them you know like yeah. there's, there's there's several factors with that and I hammer on about it because it's, it's so important and like the default consciousness right now is like uh sunscreen good uh sun's bad sunscreen um is going to protect me from skin cancer sunscreen is literally causing skin cancer so is the blue light exposure that you're exposing your skin to most of the day um Mm. the, the only science in in air quotes and studies that have been done to show that the sun is bad for you have been on rats first of all um and in isolated uv light they stick rats who are in a laboratory under these fake blue lights most of the time, then they expose them to isolated UV light lamps and then don't take them out. Like these rats aren't free range going outside in the sun. And then these rats are getting skin cancer because they are not outside. And they're in these isolated, you know, man-made wavelengths of UV light. And they go, oh yes, therefore the sun causes skin cancer. No, the one that you just have to look at the actual studies that they're doing um, to, to see that that's BS and then there's the financial side of it. it's like yes yeah, sunscreen is a bigger business than even um, you know the cancer industry the cancer industry wants to propagate cancer because they can then sell cancer treatments right all of these um, quote-unquote cancer charities where people are donating money and raising money you're raising money for a pharmaceutical company to find new profitable treatments if they actually wanted to heal cancer they wouldn't have any customers and at a base level that just means that that industry and whether or not there's like i don't think that there's at the top some some dudes i want to give skin cancer to everyone but it's just the nature of the pharmaceutical system wants to maximize profits how do you do that uh you 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 know you kind of you fund things that are going to have people feel um inclined to do things that give them more skin cancer or or other types of cancer that's just the way that it is um and that's a terrible realization to to make and people feel kind of hoodwinked which they have been you know for the most part um there's also like just the intuitive like okay so the thing that gives everything in this life everything on this planet uh life um that thing if we are exposed to it um kills us like 100% of the time, gets skin cancer. No, it doesn't make any sense. Anecdotally, the guy that I know that died of a a horrific melanoma on his face was the guy that was slathering his face in sunscreen every single time uh, he went outside that I saw him, you know, playing sports. Um, So how does that happen? I mean, that's that's because he was covering his face every single day that he went outside with these chemicals uh, and he was never able to, you know, a lack of vitamin d is one of the highest risk factors for cancers on the whole you know so there's a lot of things like you're going outside you're never exposing yourself to sun when you do you're putting sunscreen on so you're you're getting rid of vitamin d then you immediately go and shower in this toxic chemical slop which actually washes whatever little amount of vitamin d your skin was able to produce because it sits on the skin for 48 hours before it's absorbed uh you're washing that off as well so it's really this this insidious epidemic where we are not like we're we're moving away from what we naturally holistically you know every other animal on the planet you'll see dogs and cats literally follow sunlight around the house they'll they'll sit and bask in the sun like so why are they doing that why are they intuitively like their instincts tell them to do that like you think dogs and cats are talking to each other like whoa what do you think about the studies of sun exposure like no they have like why does it feel good to sit in the sun why do you feel amazing why does your blood kind of get moving and why do you just intuitively look better when you're tan like why are bodybuilders um putting this fake tan on themselves for bodybuilding shows because it enhances the muscle and they look better so at an aesthetic level yeah tan looks better let's do sun exposure but there are so many different things that uh, kind of contribute to holistic health again, which is the basis of uh, muscle building in general. It's like you can't be the most optimal level of your physique if you are living this crisis of modernity where you're always inside and you're eating fake foods and artificial flavorings and sweeteners. So I, I think like part of the reason I do what I do and, and share the things that I do and, and you talk about the things that you do, I, I think is, is because Yes, there's the bodybuilding side of it, but health in general is just under attack from so many different directions. And if we can, through bodybuilding, say, you know, you want to look your best, cool. But yeah, that that it's not just looking good. And when when you are healthy as an organism, you naturally look better.
1: I totally agree. Yeah, and and back to, quickly, actually, I want to say, I want to stress uh, back to sun exposure. Um, it's not to say go outside and and, and roast yourself every day. Getting I do say that. <laughs> is, you, don't well, don't, burn yourself, so, don't yeah. burn
0: yourself. don't burn yourself. Don't burn yourself, but do roast yourself.
1: Right. Yeah. There's a difference. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I I say don't don't burn yourself. And if you if you're someone that hasn't been exposed to the sun, you know, for the majority of your life, go outside yeah. just for five, ten minutes. Yeah. Um, Maybe You know, face the sun in one direction and and turn around and expose your back to the sun, five to 10 minutes each each side, and that's it, go inside. See how you look the following day. If you're not burnt whatsoever, do the same thing at a a few more minutes. Like, this is what I had to do. I was incredibly pale when I started exposing myself to the sun. Um, Sounds sexual, it kind of was. Um, (laughs) At about, I think I was like 19, 20 or something, you know, it was about 10, uh, 31 now, like 11 years ago that I started really tanning religiously and, and before then yeah, very, very pale and, and my mum would say stuff like you know, I was transparent, she could see my veins and things and never ever thought I would tan but it was constant, it was like the sun tanning was like the training and like the diet and the yeah. and the sleeping, you know the um, it went hand in hand so I tanned every day but I started just with and I didn't, even I didn't believe it Uh, I just read at some point that you can change your, you know, your pigmentation permanently with enough consistent days of sun, like consecutive days of sun. And this was back like when we had droughts here in Australia. So there was consistent consecutive days of sun. And I laid in the sun every single day for like, I reckon it could have been 20 or something days. And then, you know, we had rainfall for a couple of weeks and and my tan didn't really fade in that time and then I just got back to it and I did it over the course of years to the point where now I can go you know say a month or so or even longer maybe the entire winter without Mm. really like uh, without the same sort of high quality sun exposure as I would get in summer but I don't lose my tan I still remain pretty tan throughout winter Uh, and that's part of the reason is that I do believe genuinely that I have that I've changed my pigmentation permanently because of that sun exposure. And so what that means now is I can go to the beach for a couple of hours. I'm not using sunscreen, not not sheltering myself with shade and I don't get burnt. You know, I've I've increased the amount of uh, uh, melanin within my skin and changed the pigmentation. And and that's the benefit of that gradual tanning. Yeah. Um, And what sunscreen does, like, and I'm sure you know, is People think it's like, yeah, but I'm not. I can go out all day and I'm not getting burned. Yeah, like, yeah. That's great. But you're not preventing um, that specific type of, of sun ray from, you know, giving you cancer. It's just preventing the burn, and the burn is essential. It's yes. the body's way of saying, "Yes, get out." You of spend the sun. too much time in the sun at, in, in the one at the one time. Yeah. So don't do that again. You know, when you're preventing that, it's like, um, what would the movie mm. be? It's like. I don't know. It's if like, you take. It's like if
0: you take painkillers to get over some sort of pain, you know, consecutively. It's like the pain is a messenger. There's something wrong with yeah. the body, and if you cover that up with a band aid, it's pretty much the the issue with medical treatment today is the treating of symptoms and allowing, not allowing your body to tell you, "Hey, brother, uh, something's wrong."
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. That's a that's a good analogy. Thank you. Uh, and that's that's what people. You know, either like they don't, they don't understand, or they don't want to believe it. And I've had this like, I have a daughter, and, and I've had this argument with the, my daughter's mother like a hundred times about, you know, I said, can you please not put like lather and sunscreen every, like yeah, just to yeah. spend, you know, just to walk to the park and back, like you know, yeah. you know, going long. Yeah. And that would be that would be like some debate of contention. I'm like, how is this? And I yeah. and I send the documentation like i'd have to provide the science for it you know And yeah. i'm not i'm not trying to, i'm really not trying to um bag anyone out here it's just that we have been fed this idea that it's yeah. you know protection against everything and then when you finally do get that one thing we got the drug for you and not only that it's on a subscription basis so you're <laughs> gonna be paying for it for the rest of your life yeah yeah you know, that's
0: our, that's our <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 insidious and once you see it in one thing, you see it in everything. Um, yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. You know, I see it in everything. It's that that would annoy me if, if I had a kid and and, and that was, you know, scenario was happening. But it annoys me when like it, it, the the powers that are meant to or at least they purport to protect us are almost doing everything in their power to make sure that we are uh, weaker sicker more reliant more dependent unhealthy uh, because a healthy population that is strong and it isn't sick is a much less it's much harder to control that population right so a lot of the things that come out of the the heart association the australian cancer federation these kind of like organizations which sound very fancy and you think there's a whole bunch of like really smart doctors behind the scenes being like hey guys like let's look at all the science and what what really is the best way to make people healthier it's like no they are getting funded by uh either food corporations or sunscreen corporations and like yeah the the australian sunscreen company xyz is donating to the cancer federation to 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 figure out you know the best way to prevent skin cancer well no they're just paying board members so that these guys recommend this is the best sunscreen for you and and boom they Mm -hmm. get a ton of revenue and a ton of sales it is not to keep us in our healthiest forms and that goes pretty much across the board with all dietary um dietary recommendations as well
1: yeah yeah i agree it's um it's something that, uh, you know, is very easily overlooked, but I just don't think you, uh, as 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 a consumer, you don't have to look too deeply into it. I know a lot of people, like, they start getting, you know, worked up when either sort of engaging in this type of conversation or listening to it, or yeah. think it's like, it has to be something deeper than it is. I, I, I've had this conversation with other people, and I, I won't say with who, but, you know, with one person in particular, I said, you don't have to look at anything that deeply just look at it look at um say pharmaceuticals or the pharmaceutical industry from a surface level point of view i said there are uh, they're public they um, they have shareholders they have people that have interest in yep. their company and they want to profit it's like i i you know spoken to brock about this we've got more than muscle yes we want to profit like it's like it kind of saying like you know, I don't want to give, you know, everything away for free, um, and, you know, not be able to sustain my own life. And then you take, you take sort of the sort of, uh, for lack of a better term, tricks of the trade, you know, when you own a business Mm. and you apply that to a a trillion uh, dollar, um, industry, Mm. you know, what, what do you think they're capable of in order to make, you know, last year's um, profit double. Like, what? It's just yep. surface level thinking. You don't have to think yep. conspiracy theories yep, yep, to, yep. to realize, all right, they don't give a shit about your health. They care about profiting. You know, that's yes. that is the ultimate
0: goal as far yep. as, uh, you know, anyone should be able to see yeah and that's what you have to look at with you know the situation that's kind of unfolded over the last two years go look at Pfizer's fucking before and after uh profit in in this whole scenario and you know we don't have to get into that it's kind of been beaten to death but like you said it's not cancelled anyway man (laughs) I'm (laughs) uncancelled you can only you can only get cancelled if you give a shit you know, like oh, these guys. One hundred percent, literally, 100%. literally. Like you, you, can only cancel yourself. It's the same yeah. as like, you know, taking offense. Uh, you can only, you can't, you can't give offense to someone. You can only take it, uh, right? So yeah. you, you, can only take a yeah. cancellation if they. Th- oh, you think I'm crazy? Cool. I don't care. Like I'm, I'm gonna say what I say, uh, regardless. <laughs> yes. um, but yeah, it, it, it's funny because the bodybuilding and getting bigger and becoming healthier and investigating all the different ways that that happens was pretty much the catalyst for me getting into oh so so why is this you know why is this supplement even necessary oh the soil quality is bad oh okay so like what else is is kind of my environment that's bad for me oh so this company made this happen and what's the history of this being banned and bodybuilding and like figuring out how to get bigger muscles was almost it was the pathway for me to becoming (laughs) inherently highly distrustful of government at the end of the day you know which i think is hilarious yeah yeah what do you what what about the mental side of things so there's the physical side of things but how have you found that uh bodybuilding and training has impacted your mental state and and the changes you've kind of experienced from that and and do you do kind of focus visualization of how you want your muscle to look and things like that because i think that's a, a highly um you know everything that you do is kind of a result of your mental position as well uh especially in creating the body yeah i definitely
1: visualize how i want to look and it uh, like this is probably the first time i'm saying it publicly or, or at all out loud yeah, yeah. i did have when i when i was younger like i had Uh, I went on another podcast with these guys from uh, Australia called Hello Sport, and and it was just funny that they even had us on because they're all about, you know, NRL and cricket and all this sort of thing. Yeah. And we just went on their podcast randomly. And, um, yeah, I brought it up there. with Like, I had these bad um, issues around, you know, how I looked when I was younger, and I was always trying to sort of tailor how I looked according to whatever whatever you know the whatever um the girl that, that i had a crush on liked, you know so there was this <laughs> girl that like i was like fallout boy what i was trying to look like some scene kid <laughs> and i wasn't doing it for me like it was like oh well, this is what she likes like this will impress it was always for someone else you know and the, and i wasn't doing anything for me and 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 it got to a, a thankfully my sister who i definitely like at the time i had a lot of um respect for i've respected her opinions um and she's quite successful and has always been into sort of health and this sort of thing and exercising she was saying to me like you just look sickly like she said something really blunt like that and it was yeah. sort of like a wake-up form and and i was i was like you know um uh clinically anorexic i think I, at the same height i am now which is like six foot i was about 58 kilos holy shit like, yeah wow from perspective i'm like 90 now and the heaviest i've been is 98 so that was incredibly thin uh, and sickly and so yeah. i started like or i was like what like what do, how do i want to look how do i want to present myself you know and uh, i always i had this fascination with like shows like dragon ball z and and movies with arnold in it and that sort of thing and i loved arnold's physique and it just it was that same thing at the, like for a period of time it was like this is never going to be Achievable, And I haven't achieved that. But it's like to have people say, oh, you look like Arnold. Like, honestly, it is like it's very rewarding because I just had one image and it was just Arnold's physique. And I just actually, um, you know, it's not like he's going to be listening to this so he shouldn't take offense to it. I hey, cut he his might.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I cut his uh, head off this image and just put his physique up like on my bedroom wall. just just one physique. It was just yeah. Arnold's physique. Yeah, and i would look at my physique in the mirror and try and find similarities like between the two and i thought if i can't find any that's it i'm gonna like i'm gonna try and find another physique you know that i could sort of tailor my own physique around while i'm trying to gain muscle yeah but i I did admittedly i did see some similarities you know like where the 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 belly button sat under like four abs instead of six and things like that so it was like a shorter sort of looking torso because the, the pecs are longer uh, and the longer looking legs because of that and all this sort of thing like i was adding all that stuff up and i thought oh maybe i could create something like this and then my mentality went so from that to then it was like a switch like a light switch it was just you no know, i can do this and i'll do like whatever it takes to do it except i could like except drugs i just couldn't do it There was something about um you know I think kind of like knowing that and looking at everyone else in gyms and things that did take steroids, I thought there's something not quite right about whatever they're taking today in comparison because the skin doesn't look clean. It just doesn't look healthy. The blood pressure looks like, you know, it's going through the roof. And I just couldn't bring myself ever to take steroids. So I thought, all right, I'm just going to have to do the best I can naturally, but my mindset was still on this idea that i could look like arnold basically i could get that big and i haven't yet but i'm still like i don't think like that like oh maybe i've reached my my natural um you know genetic potential like i never once thought that and each year i make some more progress and 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 i think wow if i actually if i listen to those guys in the gym that said yeah man to achieve that like to achieve what i have now basically you're gonna have to gear. yeah if I listened to that, like a lot of people do, I wouldn't be where I am today. Like I'm, I'm actually, a, I was able to start a business and actually make money just purely because of the physique I have. And it's not to say that wasn't hard work. Like we're talking ten plus years of like arduous training. Yeah. But yeah, my mentality's always been pretty strong with that. But um, the the doing to answer your question, actually training, it's kind of like the culmination of the training, the sun exposure. You know, I try really hard, lately, especially lately, to get good quality, uh, longer sleep. Um, all that has definitely uh, improved. I've th- I did a post about this, about it it's sort of improving obviously my physique, like my psychology, even my skin. Uh, like that was after years of struggling, like to to rid like my skin of like acne, and and also it helped me overcome a lot of psychosocial. Adversity, you know, with people that suffer from, um, you know, whether it be anxiety, ADHD, ADD, all these, all these very modern, Mm. sort of nuanced, um, you know, quote unquote illnesses that people are diagnosed with. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, it's just symptoms of their of their yeah. surrounding. Really, we're yeah. in yeah. this world where like, you go to the gym. Look how many like at the gym I train at. There's a hundred thousand TVs. Like, it's very easy yeah. to get distracted. There's constant distractions. Yeah, that's the way everything's made to be set up. So it's it's definitely going to be hard for anyone to go. All right, I just want to focus all my attention into this thing. Mm. And mm. the kind of mentality you have to like to say to build a good physique. The kind of mentality you have to do that in today's day and age. Yeah extremely commendable if you get there, because you've also got a million distractions trying to force you out of that one-track mind. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but training the sun exposure and obviously diet, I guarantee will help anyone overcome those psychosocial adversities they may be uh you know going through just just exercising in general if you don't exercise today start and do something every day just just move eat better and by eat better i mean eat whole foods eat foods that are um not not in a packet essentially like you know and um and get some fucking sun you'll you'll feel good i guarantee you i feel good every day like and regardless of what's going on in my life like if i just it's been raining a lot here but if if i just see the sun my moods improve you know a lot of people can say the same thing and there's a good reason for that you know yeah
0: it's um it all goes hand in hand it's it's very simple at the end of the day um we overcomplicate things because of the culture that we're in again kind of looping back to the start um our mental energy we have you know, 24 hours a day, we're sleeping for a lot of it. And then the, thing, this, the things that you're focusing on at a, at a basic level, they're the things that grow in energy. If you're spending um, hours a day visualizing what kind of physique you want, plus thinking about your training, plus um, your diet, sleep and whatever, you're going to make more progress the more dialed in and focused you are. And this is why anyone that achieves anything of any great note is they are one track minded. They're always thinking about this thing and that it's because they're directing their mental energy towards it and the issue with why a lot of people don't get the physique they want is they're distracted in the gym they're on their phones uh when they're not in the gym they're distracted they're on their phones uh they're watching tv or whatever all of that is is kind of by design as well, uh, by these you know corporations, uh, media corporations. They they want your attention because their atten- your attention is valuable to them. You know that they try and optimize algorithms to keep you on their apps because then they can sell more ad revenue, so on and so forth. But all that it ends up yeah. doing for you as the consumer is taking away from anything you want to do. even take the gym completely out of it you you want to become a chess master you have to dedicate your mental energy to thinking about chess and doing chess every single day so the principle is the same across all metrics it's like you want to succeed in life okay get your health in order so that you do not have uh, the distraction of low energy the distraction of pain and dysfunction in your body the distraction of indigestion you know all these things that take your mind off focusing on what you truly want uh, that's that's you know that's why we want to direct energy towards our health and make sure that as you said you feel ev- you feel good every day you feel motivated every day you're much more likely to practice the thing that you want to achieve. Uh, great things out or you know creativity and things like that you can't be creative and whatever if you if you're if you're sick and you're ill so your health is really your number one priority and and training in a way that facilitates health and and doesn't um you know hamstring you um pun not intended uh is really important for everything that you do and i think this podcast uh has been a bit of a masterclass in terms of like what are the key things that will get you to where you want to be in terms of your physique but all of the the kind of principles uh we've mentioned can be applied to anything you want to achieve in life so joel kellett man thank you for your inspiration thank you for joining me on the soulcast and i really appreciate your time man what are you working on at the moment talk about more than muscle a bit and where can people find you uh people can find me on uh really only on instagram
1: uh, or you know through my uh, website which is more than au. Uh, with more than muscle you know i wrote a bunch of ebooks like so they're very affordable uh, very affordably priced uh, ebooks on everything from training to diet i wrote a um, nutrition ebook that i think anyone listening to this would be very interested in it, it it not just touches on you know what what we've been speaking about here but um goes into you know depth on uh, Mm -hmm. everything nutrition and everything whole foods and more about what you should be doing rather than what you shouldn't um and also apparel like we we started apparel a couple years ago and it's that's very slow moving that's that's on us we just um haven't got as much out as we hoped but um yeah that's what we're working on now um yeah you can um find the mtm page on instagram it's uh mtm underscore more than muscle or my
0: instagram which is at overkill boom okay bro well thank you so much for joining me again i'm sure we this back and uh in the future we'll get a lift in together dude i'd love that appreciate ha- appreciate you having me on and your time man that was a good chat thank you no worries and for those listening at home see you next time